Previously on Live at 605. So why did why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because he was introduced to a stranger as a funny person. That's so brutal. You got me all riled up again. <laughs> John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. <laughs> this is season 11, episode 7, 7 of Live at 6 Technically not 7 Oh my god, if we get to 711 episodes. <laughs> or July 11th. It's technically 4 Listen, you, I'm on very little sleep today. <laughs> but we're back, back at it with a brand new episode. And I think today is going to be a special episode. I can just. Why? I don't know. I just feel it in the air. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I got two tricks up my sleeve today. Two tricks. She hit me with them. I can't. No, when not now. When did I get to see them? Uh, after they happen, I'll tell you if it was a trick or treat. Okay. But I'm Ooh, th- Halloween. Ugh. Ew! That's did, not that's the special part of the podcast. Did you have to do that? You know, all bodily functions disgust me. Do you not remember like four days ago we were eating dinner and you had a sip of, of like pop and you literally had like the biggest burp ever? That I no, could see. it was a hiccup slash burp, so it like erupted from my face. Which means it sounded and smelled horrible. Yeah. It was. I uh, didn't mean to. It's just you know I can't contain my hiccups. They riffle all the way to my back. This is true. So don't judge my little feminine burp there. Oh, relax there, feminine. <laughs> Feminism. Um, so why don't we let everybody know all the ways to get in contact with our asses today. If you guys want to get in contact with me and see some of the cool shit um, we did last week, check out my Instagram. It's valgomez 23 How's your Instagram game these days? It's back up again. How'd your la- last post rank? Pretty high, I think 28. 28 likes? I think 28 or 23. I could be lying. <laughs> uh, you can follow my ass on Twitter and Instagram at Malencamp. I might end my band on Instagram. I Nowadays, what? I only, I ban, oh, not Uh-oh. band, I, I'm protesting Instagram. Okay. How did that go for you? I've only post, I post, I posted a picture on April 6th. My last picture before that was March 6th. I'm doing one one a month. That's all you guys are getting from me. Yeah. Although, sad Dion Phaneuf went from two likes to 14. Whoa. But everyone should go to Twitter and Instagram and check out my Drake-inspired Live at 605 post. That one's good. How many did you get? This got 10 likes. This one should easily. The quality of pictures I post, easily I should be getting 40 likes. No, you don't tag anything, so how are people going to find it? Because I hate tags. Oh, relax, hipster. You're just so cool. You want people to automatically find you. The quality of pictures I'm posting. That's a 40-like picture. Yeah, but how are they going to find you? Well, I also tagged Drake in it, so we can see <laughs> he, he should be liking it. All right, John. But anyways, I did a cool uh, billboard. Well, it's an existing Drake billboard that says the 6 is watching, and I changed it to the 605 is watching. Okay. Which I thought is quite good, and it's got a scene, it shows the CN Tower in the background. Why don't you just tell people to go check it out? I just did. And now you're describing it, so they don't have to. And on <laughs> Facebook, it only got like 12 likes. It's a 40-like post. I'm just telling you now. Okay. It's a 40-like post. But then you should also go to facebook.com slash live605 because I just updated a status and dissed every single Canadian team. 
Okay. I, I said something like, download tonight's live new live at 605 because it's better than every single Canadian hockey team this Aww. year. Because <laughs> Canadian hockey teams suck balls. Ah, transition year. <laughs> yeah. Rebuild year. Rebuild. But uh, what are people doing on iTunes? iTunes. Drop us a comment and subscribe to our page on iTunes because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Nothing. Uh, so that's that's probably the quickest intro we've ever done. Well, because I was like, right where you were talking about Facebook, I was like, that could go into my sponsorship. Sponsorship of the week. Oh, y'all got sponsors? I was like, I don't know if I should say it because now I feel bad. Why? Because. Is it about me? Yeah. <laughs> Facebook about me? Yeah. Uh, is it something that you called me out on on the Facebook page the other day? Hells yeah. So why don't we get into your sponsorship of the week? Okay, wait. What? Can we cancel that first and say the super fan of the week? Because one ripples into the other. Well, I had my own custom-made super fan. Oh. But, um, maybe we have the same super fan, but I don't know. Mine's a super fan by default. It's almost... <laughs> it's like a pity super fan, not <laughs> real. I don't I'm know. Joking. I would never consider our fans pity fans. No, but so, you're a, on your a own. Sticking in, sticking with it, fan maybe. Okay. So who goes first? Rock paper scissors. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Yes. Ah, I meant to do. You did scissors. I did paper. I meant to do rock because rock always wins. But you seem stunned by your hand. I thought as I'd... if your spine wasn't part of this whole transaction. <sighs> that was quite funny. Because the whole time I'm like, I'm doing rock because I knew you were going to be doing scissors. Yeah. And I did paper. So who okay. Goes... <sighs> so. God damn it. Super fan of the week of Live at 605 is none other than repeat fan Heather Scrivens. Well, well, well. Looks like we got ourselves a Live at 605 super fan. That's it on Oh, word? Yeah, because, one, not only does she frequently listen to the podcast and say that... Well, then we got about 200 Live at 605 <laughs> super fans in Malaysia. No, I think, oh, God. <laughs> but I think it's because she's always like, this is just like brightens up her commute. She was saying last week, but then after jamming when we were driving right, home, right, 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 right. she was saying exactly how I do when I listen to the podcast. You huh. just start burst out laughing on the subway. Of course, we say funny shit. We say funny shit all the time, That's right? Why I, but she always gets excited when you mention her name, oh, right? Word. So that was cool. But what I loved about it even further, which will then go into my sponsorship of the week. Okay, so when do I do the sponsorship Let's thing? Let's do it now. Sponsorship of the week. I feel like I should defend myself first. No, you can't defend yourself. We don't even know what the evidence is. Okay, but after you read what you're going to read, yeah. make sure you read the post I posted after that post I that I posted. That Hold on. It's all catered to you. Okay, uh, so okay. what are we going to say is that... Keep in mind, two weeks ago, I gave you a whole episode to yourself. Relax, first of all. <laughs> give you your time to shine. I give you 90 minutes of uninterrupted you time. I can't find it. I can't find it. <laughs> Maybe I made it disappear. Did you dis I didn't delete dis it? Oh, I Did didn't you know. disappear it? I'm narcissistic enough to not delete anything I write down. Uh, Hold on. You talk for a second. Not only did I, I pause it so I didn't have to keep talking, I let, I'm yeah. giving you your time to shine. Okay, so here's my thing. Uh, work is really busy, so I don't always get to go and check out Facebook or Instagram during the day. So mm. I usually pool all my reactions and comments till the end of the night, which is why I typically post Instagram collages at, at about 2 in the morning. Right. So 
I got home from work. Me, me, sorry. Meanwhile, here I am strategically posting my well photoshopped Drake inspired picture about. Did you actually photoshopped that? Yeah, of course. I, what do you think I've done? <laughs> I made a billboard that said the six oh five is watching. That, I thought you may have like paint shopped it. <laughs> do I have to show you all the no, rap inspired things no. I photoshopped? But I'm sitting here waiting, like, okay, if I do seven forty five p.m., everyone's done dinner. They're checking their Instagram. I'm getting ten likes. Okay. You're posting shit at 3 in the morning and you get 40 <laughs> likes. I'm doing 40 likes. I'm all riled up. Okay, so I finished cooking dinner and John's like, whoa, super fan of the podcast. Heather Scrivens mm. commented on one of the Live at 605 posts. Not only did she comment, she wrote her own post as well. Whoa. Which I will say lately, lots of people have been writing posts on the 605 page. That's which is yeah, which is great. So thanks, yeah, especially to Scrivens for doing that. But also your boy Danny in London, England. Ooh. My sister Jen and um, Becca as well have been posting shit on Bougie. there. Bougie. So that so, shit I do. Right. Like okay, so th- when John said that super fan Scrivens went to the Facebook group to write a comment, mm. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Let me go and read it. Okay. So I went to go check it out, and I was like, oh, that was really, really sweet. Mm. Then I went to go check out um, more posts from John, because sometimes I just habitually just like stuff, and I don't overtly <laughs> read it sometimes. That's what I'm banking on. Yeah, totally, because then you realize that even though you're 61% of the podcast, you actually get no shout-out whatsoever huh? in any of the posts. Who, you? Yeah. I always shout you out. Anyways, let's review what the post was on Live at 605's okay. Facebook group. Sure. Brand new Live at 605 for that ass. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe and give our asses a download. Hilarious new episodes include Corner Boys, Scrolls <laughs> Through the Projects, yeah. Original Chicken Crossing the Road That's Joke, three for me. Subway First World Problems, That's four. Band Practice, there you go. Super uh, super fans. That's two. And the return of baseball. That's two and a half. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> Corner Boys was the same story as Stroll through, <laughs> through the Projects. Original Chicken Crossing the Road joke? Ridiculous. <laughs> Subway first world problem. So the first four yeah. are all you. I get one solo thing. Can you do me a favor? But, hold on. Need I remind you what that episode had? Donald Trump versus... Uh, Lucille from Arrested Development. So there was a game. Yeah. We also did a Michael Fassbender review. Yeah. <laughs> so all these things that were made, wait, some might say a little bit more, mm, I don't know, riveting, if you will, than Corner Boys <laughs> strolls through projects, subway first world problems. And I talked about ass twice. Then ass twice. But having said that, I, I post, I. See, there's some podcasts who fuck those guys. They'll post like every 10 minutes on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, I respect respectfully do not clog up people's timelines. Or my, so I'm writing up funny shit about liking ego, asses right? and eating ass. But <laughs> <laughs> Not mine, so I don't know what the fuck you're eating. Right? But I'm just, yeah, maybe one time. And also check what time it is. That was at what, like 11.55 p.m.? Uh, 12.19 in the afternoon. <laughs> But if, can you do me a favor? Can you read the post after that? Um. Okay. I'll make you eat your words and my ass. <sighs> That's <laughs> why do you say ass so much? Live at six oh five post. 
from Wednesday at 8.40 p.m. Mm. People who don't download or... (laughs) You're harassing our (laughs) listeners. People who don't download or subscribe to Live at 605 Podcast. That's the shit I don't like. No, that's not the post I wanted you to read. That's the one right after it. I posted one that was all things you did. (gasps) I can't find it, so you obviously deleted it. (laughs) Maybe I just thought about it. And we had a concert review. Like, you literally no, did not talk about any that, real things we did together. But that's just one you read out of... Every day I try to post... I try... Every day I'll write a Facebook post. I'm <laughs> all riled up. <laughs> you know why I don't believe you? Why? It's because one of the fat posts that I commented... One of the fat posts? No, the post that I commented about how Scrivens commented, Yeah. that was from a week ago prior. Then yeah. this, well, the next one was like on the Wednesday. Oh. So <laughs> it was literally like a week in passing. So shut it, you. Oh, shit. I think I did delete the one. <laughs> I think I did. I, and that, my friends, is a sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> Because I do remember you were in bed and you wrote a comment being like, oh, where's my shit? This is all messed up this whole timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Walk through the project. Why did I? Oh, man. I did. This is weird. But anyways, if you look at the one before that, I said, we're 12 hours away from New 605. Tonight, the podfather speak. John deals with being a funny guy. Val makes a friend (laughs) on the way to to band practice. That's two. And a new Donald Trump game. Oh, and okay, so I get the, one solo shout-out. Did you see the Donald Trump gif I did? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of funny. See? That one's so good. I know. See, every, see, I post funny-ass gifs as well. Okay, we can... I'll give it to you. Just that one was very positioned Here. as all of your stories. Here. This one, this is what I wanted you to look at. Okay. Hashtag throwback Thursday to everyone who downloaded last week's Live 605. Make sure y'all download this week's episode. We talk first world problems of a funny guy. Never mind. Hobo stalkers, one. Party etiquettes, that's you, too. Creepy concert audience, that's three, that's you. No, that's the us. The path, that's, that's four. Us. That's and you. And much more. I'm not the path. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Next topic, please. Well, I had a super fan as well. Oh, okay. So this one, I felt bad, though. Why? So... Uh, Super fans are supposed to be a happy thing. <laughs> I know, but I felt bad. So, friend of the podcast, Chris, oh. who was on the Cottage Cast, if yes. you listen to that like two, three seasons ago, we're gonna, yeah. we're definitely gonna have him do a full episode. Yeah, sometime he needs soon. to do a full episode. But uh, we've had bad luck trying to go <laughs> see a movie together. Oh no! And he is. I'll see him most likely Wednesday for after the you guys do band practice. Not band practice. Yeah. I'm in the side band. <gasps> Anyways, uh, a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, you were doing brunch with the ladies. Yes. And he texted me to, if I wanted to see Batman <laughs> versus Superman. Why's your voice crack? Were you nervous know. to go on your date with Chris? <laughs> Listen, you. I hear you like it in the ass. What? <laughs> the difference between liking it in the ass and eating some ass. I don't know what the difference is because I don't do either, but... Uh, but uh, where are you My going? My shorts are falling. But anyways, we did we weren't able to work out the first screening of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were out late. I didn't get the text, and then I felt bad. He texted last night and wanted to see if me and and also Benoit, friend of the podcast, Aww. wanted to see uh, Batman versus Superman tonight. Right. But unfortunately, Mondays is are when we usually record the podcast. Right. Sometimes we're lucky enough to do it early, do it Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I told him I can't do it tonight, unfortunately, because I'm doing the podcast. Right. 
So I wanted to make him the super fan of the week just because just because he's a great guy. Aww. So let's make Chris the super fan of the week. <laughs> well, well, well. Looks like we got ourselves a Live at 605 super fan. That's it, Uncle. A lot of people who saw the Batman vs. Superman film says it wasn't as bad as people or critics have made it out to be. Right. Like, it's overly long. Like, Ferris and Cam came over yesterday um, randomly um, at, like, 9 or whatever, and they had seen it earlier in the day. Right. And Cam said it wasn't as bad as he thought it was. It was a little long. Yeah. But they said it's like, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> and if you don't follow the comic book series, you're like, oh, it's just an action film. Yeah. It, uh, my sister, she's, like, a huge Superman fan. Did she like it? I don't know. We should. If she should give us our, her Fassbender rating. Yeah, if she's listening to it now, she should post on the Facebook page and give her mm-hmm. Fassbender review because she's a giant Superman fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> she. Uh, we used to watch the Dean Cain one growing up. Gross. Now I just watch him from Sleeping in a Gutter. So I am curious to see what her review is. It might yeah. be a little bit. Hers might be more biased because she totally. is such a big Superman fan. I don't know. I. It's all these Superman, Batman movies. The Avengers movies, I just don't mm-hmm. necessarily care that much about them. I really like. My, sorry, sorry, my whole thing is you already know no one's gonna die. It's like James Bond; he doesn't die. Yeah. It's like until he does. But then he comes back to life. It's like Mission Impossible. Like every That's time true. Tom Cruise dies for a minute, then he yeah. gets, comes back to life. But you still like Mission Impossible. Yeah, I like it, but I know he's not gonna die. Like I don't what like watching uh, not 127 hours. That's a true story. He didn't die, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> It was on last TV last night. Oh, okay. But let's just say we watched... I can't think... Mad Max. Yeah. I didn't know if, like, Charlie Theron's would die. Theron. I had an idea Mad Max would die. Yeah, that's a fake character based on nothing. Do you think Superman's real? No, but that's, like, a a pre-made series. Like, you know how that accounts for. Right. And we'll get into this a little bit later on, but it's like The Walking Dead, which I want to talk to later. Oh, yeah. Two shows I want to talk to this week later on. Walking Dead finale and OJ finale. Which is fun. So good. But, um... I don't know. Should we? I, I have some notes. So there's a few things this week. I have one. Yeah, I guess we want to catch you guys up on the week. We did some cool stuff. We have yeah. some games. We have, yeah, we have a game. I wanted to just briefly because I I liked your episode so much about your top twenty five music. Oh, you did? I thought you hijacked half of it. <laughs> it was cool. So you know, on Facebook, and maybe I can do a little bit now quickly. Okay. On Facebook, you get the. Uh, the uh, this is what happened last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those called? Those are like Facebook like memories. Memories. So on Saturday, I got a Facebook memory from 2007 of a note I wrote. Oh, I wasn't it, even with you. No. Yet. So this is pre VG. <clears throat> so April um, 9th, 2007. Oh. I, I wrote a note. Okay. Saying, "Hey guys, here's my top 25 most played songs on iTunes." Whoa. And so I thought it was interesting if I just quickly went over. Because there's two shows very much that influenced my whole top 25 songs. Okay. And so I just thought it was funny, some of the songs. And the number one song I'll most likely make it the band of the week. What is it? So, um, okay, so I'm going to skip. I wrote all this shit. So back in 2007, on my iTunes, I had 5,231 songs. Now I have, uh, let me see, I have like 20,000 songs or something. Okay. But, here, can I quickly go over? Yeah. So my number 25 played song. So here we go. 25. Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Such a good song. 49 plays. That makes sense because that's around when Shrek came out. And that was in Shrek. 
Well, it's not based on Shrek, though. Oh, okay. Let me read you what I wrote. Okay. So, Hallelujah, Jeff Buckley, 49 Plays. I'm glad this snuck in here. I got this from the OC. As much as that show sucked balls after season one, I will forever love how they used this song. Do you remember in the season one finale? Yeah, totally. Hallelujah. So you're going to find that a lot of my top 25 songs... In Are you going to go through all 25? No, no, just like real quick. Oh, okay. Not like where I'm going to play them. I'm just going to yeah. quickly go over them. All 25? Yeah. Okay. That took 10 seconds. Okay. We all have 24. Okay. What's 24 times 10 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, let's see. Hold on. No, no well, don't give me pressure now because we're going to have some anecdotes to go with it. Antidotes? Antidotes. We're going to have some stories to go with it. You can't put time on this. Okay. We're stretching on. for time. Don't go. Time, don't time me because what if we have stories? Like go, if I have go, a song go, that resonates. I'll stop it when we have a story. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Number 24, Under Pressure by David Bowie and Queen. If you came to our jam sessions, you would hear our amazing rendition of it. Keep going. Yes. Your guys' jam session and David Bowie Queen. Yes. I go with you guys every time. <laughs> and now you're... you're I'm still just, going Can we just turn time. the timer off? Go. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you feel pressure like I'm sabotaging you? A little. <laughs> what does that feel Not like, maliciously, John though. Not malicious, Lucy. Number 23 is Rebellious Lies. See, I feel like you shouldn't time it because I want to talk about Rebellious Lies, the Arcade Fire. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? What's that? That was the song that Ben suggested last night we should learn, too. That's a good song to learn. It is a good song to learn. But uh, 2007, I was 22 years old. Okay. So um, this is just wow, interesting to baby, see what a... John. Is that when you had long hair? No, this is when I was interning at City TV, so, so I chopped off, off my hair. hair. But at the time, all I was watching was The O.C. and Scrubs. But, okay, number 22, uh, No Transitory by Alexis on Fire. Like, it's, like, weird. <laughs> no I wouldn't idea. listen to Alexis on Fire now. <laughs> Screamo music. 21, Carrying is Creepy by The Shins. Ah! Because of Zach Braff Zach and Braff, Garden, Garden State. State. 22 years old, I'm watching The O.C., and Garden you, State, and Scrubs. And you felt like you, the story in Garden State was just about you? Just saying. Right? That's pretty It's pretty, pretty accurate pretty to your accurate. life, just like every other 20-year-old. I went, year old. went to the bottom of a um, moat to uh, climb up. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, next up, 20, Worn Me Down by Rachel Yamagata. That's on hey, our playlist. Hey, that's on our playlist. Where'd is you that, get that song? That one, it's... I think it was from Scrubs or something like that. That's or a like, great song. Yeah, actually, no, I don't even remember where I discovered her yeah. from, but it just reminds me, that's like a very much time of when I used, last year of college, moving in my own apartment, that kind of it's stuff. It's a very coming-of-age song. It is. Um, let me see. There's some other interesting ones here. Oh, shit, I lost them. Hold on. Okay, I lost my list for a second. I got it back. I'm just going to skip to the top ten now. Because <laughs> the one other thing that I found interesting is I think there's only two songs that are from this top 25 that are still in my top 25 now. Okay. So number 10, another OC song is Dice by Finley Quay and Beth Orbit. That's the one from the episode, the New Year's Eve episode, when Ryan's running up the stairs to oh, like yeah. get to Marissa and okay. like she's like Oliver's there. This Oliver. is like such, such a... Such a good season. Number 9, Medication by Queens of the Stone Age, which is off my all-time favorite album, Lullabies to oh, Paralyze yeah. by Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Number eight, Dirty Water by Chaos. Some Canadian okay. content. I only know Put the Crab in the Bucket. Put the Crabs in the Bucket. Same album. Okay. Number seven is Girl by Beck. Such a good song. Which is one of my favorite Beck songs. 
Number six is one of your favorites, Dipset Anthem by The Diplomats. Obviously. Jim Jones, Joel Santana, and Cameron Freaky Deaky, your favorite guys, right? Totally. Number five is an Oscar winner. Go. It's Unpredictable by Jamie Foxx. You didn't think I was going there, you know, did you? I was like, my heart will go on. Featuring Ludacris. That's an Oscar song? No, but he's won an Oscar. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that song in anything. Number four... And lit, here's the, what I wrote. Read this full. So I wrote, number four, Keep It Together by Guster. Mm-hmm. My favorite group in the world. And I got to thank Matt for getting me into Guster. I will forever owe him. And one day we will see them in concert. Aww. It took about nine, well, about seven years, but I finally have seen them. And now we've seen them three times. Three times. Twice in Toronto, once in Boston. Yeah, buddy. Which is great. Number three, another scrub song. Okay. Dreaming of You by The Coral. Nice. Which is one where like Elliot and JD yeah. hook up. Number two, it's another Scrubs connection, New Slang by The Shins. Very good. So and basically your whole set list is around, yeah. is around uh, Zach Braff. And the OC. <laughs> yeah. So what else do you expect a 22-year-old from 2007? No, but I think that's like really t- Okay, keep going. You have one more song? The one song, it's uh, it's uh, Misery Jet by Sunset Valley, which I'm going to make the band of the week. I don't know that one. It's, it's like super indie. It's from this show called The Brandon Leonard Show. I remember. Which I've talked about yeah. before. Which is why we have a band of the week is because he did bands of the week. Gotcha. And he made them a band of the week. Yes. And this is back when there's no iTunes really and I bought their... I had to order their CD from HMV. Whoa. But it's a fun kind of indie... It's an indie song from 2001. See, I think that makes complete sense though. So when you think about what your... It might be a generational thing. Mm-hmm. All of your songs that you really liked were yeah. based on TV shows. Yeah. And right? And movies, if essentially. I, I can, and one person. Yeah. Yeah, and I could probably spend two hours talking about every song and what I was thinking and feeling. Like, like exactly. well, what you did. And it's fun, which is why I'm going to name this. Today's episode is going to be named off of a Frank Ocean mixtape, which is... It's going to be called Nostalgia Ultra. Wow. Because it's going to be... I want, it's going to be a nostalgic episode because we're going to talk some OJ later. Yeah, and some 90s movies. And some 90s movies. So I feel like this is a very nostalgic episode. So sometimes when these songs come on, like when you rediscovered your iPod, it takes you back, not saying it was better or worse, but it's just sometimes fun to be like... Yeah, it takes you into that era. What was I doing in 2007 at 22 years old? Did I ever think I'd become a producer? Did I ever think I'd be living with someone and doing this? Like, it's it's cool to see where you were and how you got to where your ass is these days. Totally. Well, I found it was, like, funny. So, like, we're obviously, like, you introduced me to Scrubs, which I think is one of the best-written comedy 23-minute format Mm -hmm. series. That and, I, and medical series. And Dr. Drew says it's one of the most medically accurate shows. Which is huge, right? Because yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of content to squeeze in yeah. into 23 minutes. That has, like, really um, amazing character arcs. Like, a ton of comedy, but, like, really intense emotional por- portions. Correct, sir. But the music is really good. But one of the episodes that we watched re- recently, because sometimes we just watch it if there's nothing on. We'll yeah, just watch it on Netflix. dinner watching um, show. JD was talking about, so Zach Braff's character was mm. had, he was just about to turn 30. Yeah. And he had a list of all the stuff he wanted to achieve before he turned 30. Mm. And he realized he didn't do anything except he wanted to run this marathon. Yeah. Right? Because he's like, oh, if I do this triathlon marathon thing, then that's one thing off my before 30 yeah. list. Do you feel, now that you've gone through your list mm-hmm. of stuff, have you achieved everything you wanted to? For the most part, I think you're always coming Before up you're with... Before you're 30? I think, yeah, I think you're always coming up with new things. Like, mm-hmm. I always had kind of professional things. Like, I remember when I moved to Toronto for mm-hmm. college, 
what I wanted to do was at first I wanted to come to Toronto for school, did that. Yeah. Then I wanted to get uh, an internship where I, when I first moved here, I thought I wanted to be a movie director in that's Hollywood. All, that's only like the roles yeah. we know. It's like, are you a producer or a director? Yeah. And you don't even know what producers really do. Yeah. I didn't know about it. I did this and that. So then after a couple of years, I'm like, oh, I, the last thing I want to do is direct a Hollywood movie. So, yeah. but what I wanted to do was I wanted to get an internship out of school get hired from that and I said by 28 I wanted to have uh, a career uh, job like I mm. wanted to have a job that by 28 this is what I could be doing for the next 20 years right and by 26 or 27 I became a promo producer 26, 26. so a lot of these things I rate, I did cross them off on time or if not mm. a little bit early so I think there's always things though as you get older there's other things you want to do this yeah. and that was I even I didn't, I don't know, you, um, you're on a certain list. <laughs> what list? A hit it list. Luckily, you, didn't, luckily you didn't make the hit it and quit it list. <laughs> you weren't a victim of that list. I wasn't on your ass list. <laughs> <laughs> you were not on my eating ass list. <laughs> so much ass tonight. That's all you, dude. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, I didn't know, like, lady wi- ladies wise, <laughs> I don't know. I'm all cracked up. Can you put a ladies' man or whatever? Because, yes, it's ladies' night. I know. I got it down, but I'm not doing that. What about you? Did you? Do you feel like you hit your 30 list? Yeah, I think so. I think for me it was like I wanted to move away to go to school. I wanted to become like a producer, like creative lead in some capacity. I feel like I'm check, doing... Check, check, check. I think I'm doing that to some degree. I definitely wanted to be in my it's still in my field and like um just growing in that which yeah. is great and make innovative content and cool shit like your instagram yeah <laughs> right they are fucking on fleek yeah um but yeah no also with you i guess you or the idea of you mm, was on my hit really? list. really yeah oh, the hit list on okay. the hit list okay mm-hmm. and so um that was cool and yeah, no, I like where we live. If we had laundry in our place, I yeah. would never need to leave. I know people always ask us, we talk about like casually looking for new places. Yeah. People are like, what are you going to do about the podcast? Well, I was, I'm like, well, obviously we're just going to make sure we move into 605, wherever the next totally. building Totally. Sometimes when we go into other people's buildings who have like, obviously like a 605 in it, I'm like, yeah. I wonder what those people are like. Not as swag as us. Totally not. Uh, so do you want to talk a bit about the week? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I, I don't just, know where to start. Well, I, all I have, I just have a game. I have my a game I want to play later on. But I'm trying to think. Monday, actually, Monday was great. So the reason why we did the podcast the day before is because Mom's Mallon came down for a visit. Oh, yeah. Wow, that week was long. I, I don't know. remember that at all. It's crazy. So it was just fun because Mom came down for a visit. Yeah. She came over to our place. We hung out. But it was fun because like a lot like we did with, or you did with your mom a few months ago, we introduced my mom to the wonderful world of Uber. Yes. And uh, now she gets to uh, gloat to the fact that she was took an Uber to a very trendy restaurant. Yes. I will say you picked a very cool restaurant cool. in Toronto. Give them give so, them a shout out because I liked them so much. Yeah. So I was saying to John, I was like, when my mom and I went to Chicago, and I, your mom and my mom are basically the same person. For sure. They both love doing funky things in the city. They love like bragging about where their kids took them. Yeah. Um, they're just like really sweet, sincere people. And so I felt like, oh, we could go to a restaurant in the village or around here, but it's like not as fun. We could just Uber somewhere and try something new, even yeah. for us. 
So the restaurant that I chose was actually called the Drake 150. It was in the financial district outside of my work. And I heard really great reviews about it. The food was all really um, amazing, but they had like really funky artwork, which I think yeah. I was more sold on the ambiance than I was on the food yeah, well, initially. But my food was really good. Food was really good. It felt like we were... When you went in that restaurant, it felt like you were in Chicago or yeah. Boston or Washington. Like, yeah. the decor was very stupendous. Very stupendous. So, yeah, we Precious. ended up kicking it there for, like, for like two and a half hours. Like, yeah, we were there it, it a went, while. shut that shit down. Yeah, we did shut it down. And then she took an Uber all the way back to my aunt's house. I know. So, like, I thought that that was really cool. And, yeah. like, um, it just, it's a lot safer because, you know, you can obviously track the vehicle yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, we didn't feel as, like, sad pants putting her in a cab <laughs> yeah. or anything. But yeah, I had a great time. It, I thought it was like, it's always fun. I'm a big believer in like food brings people together and drinks and everything. Mm. And so it's always nice to catch up um, with your mom because I feel like your dad is down here more frequently than she is. For sure. So it was nice to see her. Yeah, so Monday was fun. I don't know if we did anything Tuesday, but I know Wednesday you had band practice. Wednesday. Do you have any creepy stalkers or anything? Um, no creepy stalkers on Wednesday, but we were at a different studio. Mm. We were at the Richmond and um, Bathurst studio. Ooh, okay. Right? Which is kind of crazy because it was like down a suburban street. Okay. Right? And then you had to like go up to this townhouse essentially, but it felt like... There were so many more studios in this one that okay. it was really bizarre because you're like, uh, am I in like an apartment building? Like right. it, that's kind of like the atmosphere. Whereas I feel like the regular studio we jam in feels more like a studio setting. Maybe I don't know. Because there's crackheads outside Pretty trying much. to score like, some smack. No, that's honestly it. It's just way more scuzzy, so it feels like it's a better studio. Like there was no towel in Scoring the door. Scoring smack and eating ass. That's exactly. what they're doing. That's what there. you're doing. And so. <laughs> But when we got in there, the studio that Rob booked was so tiny. Okay. Like, it basically felt like the 605 studio. Oh, wow. But now think about the 605 studio with six people in it. And We've every, done that before. But no, like, instruments. Right, right, like, right, right, people right, right, fully right, right. standing and, like, a drum set and, like, singing and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's really cool. I know I mentioned this before. When we get a chance, for all of you listeners who listen in Toronto, our band called Fuck the Bridge... That's Maybe. what your band's called? Yeah, her band is called Fuck the Bridge, and it's only... Why, what's the story behind Fuck the... Sorry. This is the language is this? on this, girl. I didn't create it. I think, that seems like you're kind Wa- of salty language. Yeah, I know. I have a sailor's mouth, but I think Benoit <laughs> created it. <laughs> so do, what do you got against bridges? Come so, on, man. They transport cars across country. No, not like transportation bridges. So like in a song, whenever we play... Bridges like, is the best part in the song. You know what? And I 100% Actually, agree. Actually, sorry. No, I hate bridges usually in songs. Why? Because sometimes it takes the song where you're like, love the verse... Love that chorus. Oh, what are you changing up for the bridge? Because fuck. that's your transitional point. I'm down. That's fuck, where... fuck bridges. Okay. So I'm over them. Our thing is, was why we called it Fuck the Bridge, is because none of us would ever remember the chords to any of the bridges in any of the songs we would play religiously. Mm. So we're like, fuck it. Who cares about this? Fuck the bridge and go right back in, okay. into the chorus. So either way, for those of you guys who listen in Toronto... Our band, Fuck the Bridge, yeah. will more than likely play a live show. Oh, word? At the end of May. Word. Venue to be determined. TBD. Date to be determined. But I feel like it's an awesome Live at 605 experience. Come out and support the band and whatnot. Yeah, Maybe do- one day I can make our band the band of the week. Um, yeah. 
Okay, well, let's just... No, no, you can, you can. <laughs> Don't worry, John. Ficky Wicky or whatever the fuck it was. Ficky Wicky? What the hell's Ficky Wicky? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever number two on your set list was. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie under pressure? No, that was like number 10. What the hell are you talking You're about? you like Sticky Icky or something. You mean Dipset Anthem yeah. by the <laughs> Diplomats? Yeah. Ficky Wicky? Yeah. <laughs> you lost your damn mind. Never. So that was, so Wednesday was yeah, great. Yeah, so anything eventful uh, happen? Anything eventful happen. No, not really. I feel like this time we're taking our music so seriously. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of fun to jam. Well, that's why there. I, another reason why I don't want to watch you play like in rehearsal. Yeah. Is because I have no doubt that you guys are going to be awesome and practice and you're like, yeah. I have no doubt that. You have a couple awesome singers. Yeah. Who their stage presence fucking dope as shit. Yeah. You're the bomb ass uh, guitar bass player. Yeah. Benoit on drums beats the shit out of those skins. <laughs> and um, like I know you got the bomb ass band. So. But I want I almost want to be more like surprised when I see you because what am I gonna tell you like oh yeah you played good like I don't know change it from a D flat to a D major like, I don't no, know this no, shit. No, but I mean it's like also for stage presence. So for I think you watch The Voice with me. Right? Yeah. And so, like, obviously people know that I've watched um, musical shows for so long. And so one of the things that I like doing is, like, taking the um, cr- constructive, like, criticism yeah. and, like, mentorship from watching The Voice. Like, how they shape stuff and, like, bring it into the studio when we play for band. Because when I used to teach music, it's like, okay, even though you didn't write this song, Mm -hmm. you can change it to make it sound like your song, right? right? And so what I said to our band is like, okay, for instance, Taylor Swift's style, right, off 1989, Mm. if we do the Ryan Adams version, but change it, it'll sound more like an original song, Right. right? Which is great. So what I said to Chris and Scrivens, was I'm like, you need to emote through this song that you're singing as if you wrote them. So you need to channel whatever that lyric is so that way whoever you're performing for, it doesn't feel like you're doing, and not not to say that they sound like they're doing karaoke because they definitely do not, but you have to be convinced that it's almost like they wrote those lyrics. They're that painful. So what are you, you're going to articulate that better than me. I'm going to be like, I don't know, sing like you're Taylor Swift. No, but to you, you can gonna be, like, be like, do these songs work in this order? I just want you to hear. It's such a big part of my life that you're not part of. I'm in your side band. The hell I don't care about, about the side band as much. That's all I care about. I know. Dropping dope songs like Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. But that's not what I like playing. I know, but I'm just saying, I'd rather be surprised. Okay. I'm coming for the last ten minutes anyway. You keep changing the, the timeline. <laughs> I'll see a couple of your songs. I'm looking forward to your live performance. Anyways, next. Next, I want to play a game. What game? It's a game that it's one of my tricks. Okay. I have a trick up my sleeve, and it's you this game. You don't have sleeves. So it's the return of an old game. Mm-hmm. It's at uh, whatever this fuck is called, John lyrics versus rap lyrics. I don't know what. That's just <laughs> what I call it. Okay. When I look into the mirror, I got that big booty. Going all night, you can call me Doug Flutie. Hey, yo, who rapped that shit? John or some punk-ass rapper? <laughs> okay, so this one's really tough. I took a lot of time. I chose some rap songs where I really don't think you'll know the lyrics, and I took my time. I wrote some really good raps. Like, this is professional quality raps. Like, okay. I don't think you're going to be able to distinguish, like, I'm not talking about, like, big dicks over in the club or this or that. Like, this is going to be really tough for you to do. So I'm, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. 
There's seven songs in total. Okay. If you go seven for, if you go three for seven. Okay. Mind blown. Okay. Where do we begin? Okay. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Lyrically, I eat these rat cats like I'm Alf, but my name's John, and I rhyme so hard your career is gone. Is that a rap song or a John song? Do you need me to repeat it? No, I feel like it's a John song because it says John and Alf, but I feel like that's too obvious, so I'm going to say rap. <laughs> it's a John song? So that's a John song. <laughs> okay. I, t- I don't think you're going to go three for seven. Okay. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. It's tough. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air if you a true player. Is that a real song? Rap song. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. That's Big Papa by... Uh, yeah. Fitty. I'm surprised you got that one. That's a tough one. Fitty. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah. I'm being too hard on you. You ready? Okay. One, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre are at the door. Ready to make an ad- entrance, so back on up, because you know we about to rip shit up. Is that a John song or a real rap song? Take your time if you need me to repeat it. John song. <laughs> no, that's a Dr. Dre song. I don't know. What happens if you're rapping about other people? Can you do that? Is that part of your game? Oh, this is going horribly wrong. You, I thought you would catch on. Okay. I ain't going to catch on, but it's like, are yeah. you allowed to rap about other rappers? No, but that's like one of the most famous songs. One, two, three, and to the foe. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dough. Ready to make an ad- <laughs> It's ain't nothing but a G thing. Okay. These are too tough. Okay, you ready for the next one? I'm one for free. Yeah. I'm so entertaining that I'll remind you of Jimmy Fallon. Well, this is my Tonight Show, and it stars John Mallon. That is a John Mallon <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you kind of see where I'm going with it? Yeah. So two so, for four. So you're tough. Okay, 50 again. Oh, God. Ready? Yeah. I was born in Toronto and raised in Canada. <laughs> You're um. right. Hold on. Okay. I was I was born in Toronto and raised in Canada. Your rhymes aren't fresh, so they drip like pancake batter. <laughs> is that a John song or that a rap? That is definitely a John song. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Three. How'd you get that one? I don't know. Something about Ottawa and Canada. Maybe I thought it was a pancake batter. <laughs> Rhyme with Canada. <laughs> Three for five. Okay, this one's tough. Mm-hmm. I miss the old Kanye, straight from the go, Kanye. Chop up the soul, Kanye. Set on his goals, Kanye. I hate the new Kanye, the bad mood, Kanye. Is that a John? That is a real Kanye. That's ding ding, that's a rap song. So four for six. Whoa. Time for the last one. Holy shit. I'm going to blow your mind. There's no way you're getting this this last one, though. Okay. Um, fuck, they keep disappearing. Hold on. And last but not least, you ready? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Okay. You think that you're famous, but I look at your face and you stay nameless. You'll never be the guy until you host live at 6.05. Hmm. Now, is that a real rap song or a John song? Okay. I'd like to point out I am way better than this at pointing out <laughs> rap lyrics. 
to John Mallon rap lyrics, yeah. but this is a John Mallon rap lyric. Ding, 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 ding. It's five for seven. Five for seven. I thought you would go seven. I should have done a, the a J- Jimmy Fallon, John Mallon first. Yeah. I just thought it'd be funny if I chose really obvious songs that were me, <laughs> but then I see how you thought I was mind-fucking you yeah. by like saying Snoop Dogg and yeah. shit. Yeah, this is the thing. Are, what are the rules? Like, are you allowed to mention other rappers? Right. But I just thought, like, one, like, big, yeah. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah. I don't know why that one stuck for whatever reason. I love Dre. But, uh, anyways, that's how you play John or a real rap song. <laughs> when I look into the mirror, I got that big booty. Going all night, you can call me Doug Flutie. Hey, yo, who rapped that shit? John or some punk-ass rapper? <laughs> so, I, you know what? I, can I do something real, real quick? I'm kind of inspired now. Like, this is just off the top of my head. Go, John. Just freestyle. Be, no, it's... I want... I do. I want to do a quick freestyle, but no sting, no beat. I just want to see... I feel inspired. So, can I just... Sure, John. Just see what happens? Sure, John. Okay, I'm just top of my head. Mm-hmm. Ready? Okay. God. They got me trapped in a prison of seclusion. <laughs> Happiness... Living on his streets is illusion. Even a smooth criminal was day, one day must get caught. Shot up a shot down by the corners that he got. Nine millimeter kicking, thinking about what the street's gonna do to me. Cause I never caught peace in my community. All I know is violence. Do the job in silence. <laughs> they call me John Mount, the people's champ. That's cause my chain lights up like a fucking lamp. I'm crawling similar to an ant, cause I'm low to the earth. People's feelings get hurt when they figure out what I'm worth. I got 80 foes poking out at the club. I'm showing out. Girls wanna know what I'm about. I'm a player, ain't no doubt. That was pretty good. How long did it take you to memorize that? <laughs> it's almost like I just rapped a Tupac song yeah. and a Mike Jones song. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was my second trick up my sleeve. Okay. I thought it'd be funny if I did a freestyle and I started off slow, like, you got me trapped in this prison of seclusion. But it's this Tupac song I've been listening to all day long okay. called Trapped. Okay. And so I just thought it'd be funny if I started slow and then I started rapping real See, good. Yeah, the worst because I wouldn't know if it's different. I know. But I can tell when you're like clearly not when I clearly on the fly because there's no mention of dick. So. I'm doing conscious raps about poverty yeah. and, and all this kind of huh. Anyways, those are the two tricks that were up my sleeve. <laughs> good so those are my uh, tricks and treats. <laughs> what else happened this week? <laughs> I kind of went better in my head. <laughs> they still flubbed the line. It's okay. <laughs> um, did you hear this Drake story this week? No. So, you know how Drake is the Toronto ambassador, all things Toronto? Yeah. Apparently, this guy was at the Toronto docks this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, around sunset, he was like a photographer uh, just taking pictures of the sunset, the Toronto skyline. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Drake helicoptered down... Uh, onto an air uh, until the to the ground, and this mm-hmm. is right by like uh, Cherry. What, what's that? Uh, Cherry Beach. Cherry Beach. But what's that? Um, Sound Beach. Academy or whatever. Sound Academy. So anyway, it's that area, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden Drake lands. He gets off the helicopter. These two girls are, get off with them. Like hoes? Yeah, probably. Who knows? But this mm-hmm. guy again, just is taking pictures, and Drake's there. So he starts taking a couple of pictures, not paparazzi or anything. All of a sudden, Drake, Mister Toronto, Mister like nice guy. Starts yelling at the person from behind, and this is there's a fence in between them. Being yeah. like, "The fuck are you doing? You can't take my picture." Get the fuck. Whoa. Yelling at this random guy to a point where he starts running, tries to climb the fence. Drake. Drake. Whoa. Google the story later. I okay. just want. I'll tell you the rest of it. I just yeah. want to get your take. 
to the point where he finally runs around. His security's like, you got to give us that camera. Give us the memory card. There's no way you're not allowed to take yeah. pictures. Again, the guy wasn't paparazzi. He wasn't stalking Drake. No. Drake just landed there. Exactly. To the point where Drake starts taking pictures of this guy. Being like, you're not getting... Like, trying to be a tough guy. Yeah. And it was like in the Toronto Star. I think that's douchey. It's douchey, right? Like, come I on, Drake. I think that's super douchey. It's like, if you're going to be so big as to, like, take a helicopter, yeah. land there two, with two chicks, a couple of hoes... Right? Like, you deserve to get your picture taken. Like, that's just douchey. And it's not like the guy was following him. He just happened no, to be... No, he just happened to be there. And read the story later on, but I'm just like... I like Drake. I like his music. He's not my favorite. Yeah. I do like what he does for Toronto. I know there's other people who disagree with that. <laughs> Maneri will have you on the podcast yes. soon. Right? But I just thought it was interesting. Because I've heard stories of him not always being the greatest to f- random fans and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know what, though? I think that's super douchey. Yeah, Because it's like, first of all, if Toronto has definitely helped propel you into fame, then, and it's like you're claiming to be the ambassador of Toronto, yeah. then stop the hypocrisy and literally just own up to fans. The hip-hop apostrophe. Hip-hop apost- apostrophe. The hip-hop version of that. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Hip-hop caustic-y? Hip-hop apotamus. My... Rhymes oh. are bottomless. No. <laughs> That's stuff like the Concords. The day after my birthday is not my birthday, birthday mum. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the OJ and stuff? Yeah, let's do OJ. Okay. So, um, we know we definitely told you guys about an amazing series on FX called The People vs. OJ Simpson. And... That's the right title, right? The People versus It's the People versus O.J. Simpson American Crime Story. There you yes. go. Um, and so it's about like a 10 or 12 parts. 10 episodes. 10 episode um, miniseries profiling the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah. Um, it stars um, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J., yes, John sir. Travolta as Robert Shapiro. Jules. Jules. And um, what you call it? Sarah Paulson as Marcia, Marcia Clark. Clark. And then a ton of other like character actors in various roles. Ross Geller's in it from Friends. Yes. As a uh, Robert Kardashian, Selma Blair, Connie Britton, like mm. so many people are in it. And so this is actually, even though it is what is like a biopic mm-hmm. kind of thing, it doesn't feel like a biopic because it's not identically told from yeah. the point of view of OJ, which just, is great. They do a good job of not going out and being like, He's guilty. He's like obviously they, they. What I'm saying is they present both sides very yeah. well. Where you can see like, oh yeah, obviously he's guilty. There's physical DNA evidence. Right. But from like the defense side, yeah, you can see where it's like no, but there really is this racist cop and LAPD totally. hate black people and they confront. So they don't. Yeah, they they do a good job of being pretty balanced and just telling the story as accurate as totally. you can be on TV that needs to be entertaining. And so I think for me, um, now that the series is done, on the fast bender scale, I would have given the People versus O.J. Simpson 9.5 out of 10. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get 8 because that white boy crazy. Yeah, I'm going for maybe 9.6. Okay. 9.5, 9.6. Okay. Because I liked it because even though you knew he was found not guilty in real life. <laughs> I didn't know that, apparently. <laughs> I still... <laughs> that's true. I still thought they did a good job of building tension leading up to it. Yeah. And who knows? They could have done, like, Inglorious Bastards where they shoot Hitler to death. What? Which, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they changed like, the ending. Who yeah. knows? But I still think, like, they did a good thing. They had really good tension. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see OJ after it happens where it's like, okay, 
even though he got off scot-free, yeah. his life is still never the same. People, A lot of people think he's guilty. He lost right. his friends. He lost his social status. Yeah. It's interesting to see what happened to the two lawyers on the other side who their careers were ruined because of it. Yeah. I think it's like without giving anything away because I think... He's, coming, oh, yeah. Sorry. He's not... Uh, I don't know if he's guilty or anything. No, no, no. Not like... Because I think what I found interesting is even though like I didn't follow the case that much, so I didn't know what happened to OJ. I was like, is he dead? Mm. Um... It was really interesting to find out stuff about the other characters yeah. who you wouldn't naturally know. So some of, like, Marsha Clark's past, which you For wouldn't sure. know about. Of course. The jury's past, like, yeah. what was happening on the jury side and whatnot. So I think it's, like, for those of you guys, because obviously this series will end up being in syndication on probably some other, like... It's on FX right now. It's on FX. Watch, I'm sure it'll end marathons. up being on City or whatever. I definitely think it's worth watching. The finale was one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great. I'm sad that it's over now. I know. I kind of wish they did more episodes, and I don't even know about what, because it was, like, the perfect amount, but it's like, ugh. So, it's kind of crazy. Apparently, uh, I think it's, who's Charlie Sheen's dad? Martin Sheen? Mm -hmm. Apparently, he's doing a version showing why he's innocent. What? But the one cool thing is, I saw, I saw a trailer, I'll show it to you later, ESPN's 30 for 30. Yeah. I think they're doing like a four-part documentary on the OJ trial again. Oh, wow. And Why is everyone doing OJ now? Because everyone gives a shit. That's because so weird. Because of the FX show. You know what's crazy, People though? can't get enough of it. I can't. I want to watch the documentary. So, season two of American Crime Story, you said it's about Katrina. Hurricane Katrina, Which yeah. I'm like, I don't understand why. Because I'm like, was that just about looting in, like, more, New Orleans? What I read, it's a crime on society and, like, how, how people dealt with... I can see where it's like, here's how poor people dealt with losing right. their house. Here's how rich people. No, here's how for people sure. came in. Here's how no, people got rescued. For sure. But then wouldn't it be like cool to see like um, like a trial about like Carla Homoka or like the Unabomber or like yeah. um, what you want to call it? So here, here, Manson or that one what the Aries what's her face mm -hmm. um case. Yeah. So because. We live in a copycat world, mm -hmm. and the People vs. O.J. Simpson is the most popular show right now. Yeah. What do you think every other network on TV is doing? 100%. Tr uh, true. Re true. Recreation. Recreation yeah. story. Mini so, I think CBS, I read, is doing the John Benet Ramsey story. There you go. Uh, and someone, I forget which channel, is doing the Menendez Brothers. Yeah. Which I would, so here's my one thing. This is obviously a diss. A show like this, I do wish American or American Crime Story next year was John Benet Ramsey or Menendez Brother because there's certain things you can do on network TV or especially like FX that you can't do on like you can't do on network. Like, I I want to watch the John Benet Ramsey yeah. recreated, but I don't want to watch it on CBS. No, not at you, all. Well, I'm not saying like swearing's the biggest thing, but I'm like there's certain graphic things you can't show. There's certain yeah. language you can't say. It's just like shows like this. Or live better on AMC, yeah. FX, HBO, Showtime. Yeah, I, I AMC even. Like, some yeah. of the stuff that's on, but, like, on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Right? But whether or not the John Benet Ramsey show that's going to come out, are they going to get actors like Sarah Paulson, like the right. guy who plays Johnny Cochran? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't want to watch these shows on a network like a CBS or an ABC or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, this is tailor-made for cable TV, which yeah. is why... OJ was so good because they could get away with saying, like, fuck shit, bitch, ass eaten. N-word. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know. I'm sad that it's gone. And I think 
I don't think the next season will be probably until the spring of next year, like probably yeah. a year from now, because they haven't even written. They're in the early stages of writing it mm-hmm. now. Much like it sucks, Fargo yeah. isn't coming out again until probably about this time next oh. year. So that's which is why it will be so good. Yeah. Because they don't pump it out every five months. Like, yeah, but I mean, at the same accord, it was like True Detective was so good that they took forever to come out of that second yeah, season. So, shit. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, that was the OJ. Should we talk? Do you want to talk a little Walking Dead finale? And if you guys haven't watched it, skip ahead five minutes on the podcast. Yeah, sure. So what did you think of the Walking Dead season six finale? So I actually read a ton of content about, um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, this, I read a lot of content about the finale of season six, I believe yeah. they're in, um, or just ending, and there's, there's two things. So I love the character of Negan. Yeah. I was happy to finally meet him and just like, because everyone basically who is a fan of the comic book or yeah. who watched the series and read the comics said, like, this is the character. He's, like, surpasses the governor, governor. surpasses, um, I don't even know any of the other killers. Like, all the other yeah, killers. He's supposed to be even better, let's say, than, like, Rick Grant. Like, he's, like, the most charismatic, charismatic. psycho. Who, like, he's just, he's the best character on The Walking Dead, totally. hand down. Better and- than any... Uh, the original guys. And so I think what's cool about him is that his monologue at the end and then, like, swinging around um, Lucille, Lucille, his bat, yeah. I thought that that was, like, the tension was really high. And yeah. after watching, when we watched The Talking Dead and how they actually had the entire cast line up in front of them, whereas if most people, when they shoot a scene like that, that it's just one point of view, they might just have, like, stand-in people. Especially because there's no dialogue from anyone else. It's no. like a, tw- I think it's like a 12-page monologue yeah. from Negan's character where everyone, all the Walking Dead cast are on their knees and yeah. half of it's showing them, the other half is just focused on Negan. Right. So, yeah, they said one day the cast is present on TV, the other day it's just him. Right. And But the cast was there for every waking moment. Which I think is really great. Yeah. The parts of it that I didn't like was, and maybe this was because I was, like, working that Sunday, so I was, like, pretty anxious. Yeah. But that episode was an hour and a half. Yeah. And I felt like it was half an hour too long. Yeah. I, right? I, yeah. So, like, nothing overtly happened in the beginning, but I get, like, they were trying to create this Bill. sense of, like, tension. tension, but it was also, like, confinement, right? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no way out. Um, so that was what it was. But then at the same time, I hate the fact that there's not a definitive ending of who got killed. I hate the fact that it now introduces yet another group of people, Mm -hmm. right? Where we have like the wolves, we have the saviors, we have the the hilltop people, the the king, right? And there's all these different groups of people out there, yet around Alexandria, these guys haven't run into any of these people at any other point right. in the story. Yeah. Right? Like, stuff like that just started to irk me. But then what also pissed me off was when you told me on the something that still irritates me. What's that? When you said that the creator of The Walking Dead said the ending is just, like, lost in yeah. season two. Mm-hmm. When um, Jack and, who is it, is locked, John? Yeah, when they find the hatch. When they find the hatch and they look in the hatch. And, and it opens up. And you're like, you don't know what's in the hatch. And I'm like, this is nothing like Lost because there was a definitive end to The Walking Dead that people already know about, whereas Lost yeah. was an original story. Yeah. Right? So. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, to me, this kind of cliffhanger is what you do in the, what they did in the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Nowadays, cliffhangers are, like, let's say, let's take a show like, Breaking Bad. 
I don't think it's a, I think it was either the finale or second last episode of like season five. Mike dies, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't want to see like does he die? Did he get shot. I like you. If they showed who got killed, who Negan killed, even though yeah. like, like you said in the comic book, it's widely known who gets killed. Yeah, I think it'd be a better cliffhanger. Show us who's dead, and then all summer long we're like, oh shit, how do they get out of it? Exactly. How are they gonna react? How is this person gonna feel? Yeah. This way now it did feel cheap. It's like the episode. Where it's like, okay, Glenn fell off a dumpster and he got eaten. Exactly. Boy, is he dead? No, he's no, not, he's not dead. dead. But is he dead? We're not going to show him for four episodes. It's no. like, I don't like that. And I get, they're like, okay, we're trying to build tension and we want you to figure out who's going to be yeah. dead. But I think it would have been better because everyone knows, Ace, it wasn't like going in this episode, we didn't have any idea someone would be dead or Negan would be mm-hmm. there. We knew Negan would show up and he would kill someone. Right. So I want to see who you killed. Right. And I want to be wondering, like, holy shit, how is this going to like, affect happen? the group? I think yeah. it's also like, Walking Dead always comes out on Halloween, like, or the week yeah, before Halloween, October. so we have to wait till October. But then... Rocktober. The, Rocktober. The one thing that I don't like is that it was also, like, kind of... Maybe it was comic book cheesy, but, like, when Daryl got shot at, it was the blood on the camera, and then... Sorry. Sorry, blood on the camera, yeah. So there's yeah. that weird, like, che- like superficial... POV, like, yeah. yeah. POV blood on the camera, and it just looks so, like, 1990s kind yeah. of thing. But then they did the same thing again and that squelching yeah, weird sound effect for whenever Negan hit whoever with the bat. And I'm like, stop doing this. But I was like, maybe it is supposed to be like a throwback to like the comic book where it is supposed to look more contrived. Well, I don't know. It's cool. I, I YouTube. You can YouTube the Walking Dead comic book and that whole Negan entrance. Mm-hmm. And then the comic book, they show, like, it's really graphic. Yeah. So in the comic book, if you're listening now, it's Glenn who gets killed. Mm-hmm. And basically, they show in the comic book, like, his head getting split open. Like, it's, I'll show you later on. Ugh. It's really graphic. And they've asked questions like, oh, are you going to be able to show it as graphic when you come yeah. back or whatever? Uh, I had a point. Now I don't remember I don't what remember. it was. The blood on the camera, the sound effects. The sound effects. Um... God damn it. No, I don't, I don't remember. I, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I actually, on the weekend, I think it was Saturday when you went to bed, I rewatched that, the Negan scene. And if you want, I, I still have on the PBR. <laughs> it was better the second time around because we knew, okay, no one, we don't yeah. know who dies. But just watching his speech again, I'm like, okay, shit, I do like this Negan character. Yeah. And it will breathe some fresh air into the show. Even though I think this season was better, mm-hmm. it's nice to know that he'll be a main character, hopefully for a couple seasons. Like, right. who knows how long he'll be on the show for. But I'm like, okay, I'm excited to see a full season with him. Right. Because they announced him and the actor like a year ago. Yeah. And they never showed him until the last 10 minutes of this episode. I think the only thing that, like, and this this is all about The Walking Dead, but just to, like to wrap up on The Walking Dead, the only thing that ner- makes me nervous is that if they kill off a main character, that yeah. really leaves only a handful of other characters I care about on this show. Yeah. And so it's like, okay... How long can, like, Rick go on? How long can, like, Daryl or Glenn go on? Yeah, yeah. Maggie, like, right. Abraham, yeah. like, Sasha. Like, even, like, Sasha I don't overtly care no. about, but I know she's, like, a regular yeah. well, kind of thing. I will say, yeah, it's like... Like, I don't care about Morgan. Well, yeah. <laughs> Kill him off. I do... The good thing is, like, I do like people, like, non-original cast member, like, Abraham's good. Yeah, Abraham's the, the good. The guy at the mullet, what's his mm-hmm. face? Even Eugene. G- Eugene. Jesus is pretty good. Yeah, we only saw Jesus for like two episodes. Yeah, I think he'll be back. Yeah. But yeah, then there's people like Sash I don't care about or, no. or the the other military chick. Yeah. Rosita. So, Rosita. Rosita. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, it, 
so that was that. So honestly, on the fast bender scale, I give the season six finale of The Walking Dead meh, seven and a half out of ten. Yo yo yo! How many Michael fast benders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn dog, you get eight because that white boy crazy. I'll give it an eight point four. It was better rewatching that end scene. You mm-hmm. might bump up your scale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's that. Cool. So we're at an hour. Do you want to anything from this past few days, Friday, yeah, Saturday? Yeah, clueless. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell your clueless story. Then that, that take uh, tell us all the details, and then that can wrap it up. So on Friday, um, me and a few of the girlfriends. So Becca, super fan of the podcast. Miranda, podcaster extraordinaire. Ferris, podcaster extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Um, and we obviously invited like Lil and a couple other friends. We decided to go to the Bloor Street Theater for what is affectionately called the Clueless Quote Along. Oh, wow. And so Miranda found this thing, um, and it's basically, I think every month they host, the Bloor Street Theater hosts um, just like a different movie, and you get, they put up like the subtitles, and they do like games, and you're allowed to drink, and it's just like people just shout out different parts of the movie. Yeah. And so it was really funny because... I think the movie Clueless is such like a cult classic and it's such like a defining girl movie. We had it on VHS. We had it on VHS. And so I had it um, just like recorded off TV on VHS. The original piracy. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But Ferris and I went as Sharon Dion for Halloween like two years ago. And so when we got to the theater, I was blown away. It was a packed house. And they actually had somebody dressed up as, like, Miss Geist previous hmm. to getting the um, transformation the makeover. makeover. And so people were dressed up, and they had, like, preliminary graphic cards and stuff. So it was like, when you hear, like, that's the bomb or whatever, right? And so um, you just have to, like, yell out certain things or take a shot or whatever. Yeah. And so I was dying. Like, this movie <laughs> still holds up today really well. Oh, yeah? And, like, our quad, I felt, was really good because we knew all the quotes. Like, at any point in the film, Miranda, me, and Ferris could interchange parts. Really? And so it was so good. But then at one part that made me laugh so hard was it's kind of morbid as fuck. <laughs> but, um... The first scene with Brittany Tyler when she Whoa, came on. So, rest in peace. Yeah, so when Ty came on, Ferris just literally yells, R.I.P. Right? <laughs> and so, like, the entire theater just started laughing. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. And so I was thinking, I was like, oh, what other films would I would be able to do this with? I feel like I could do it with, like, Mighty Ducks. The, <laughs> yeah. The entire trilogy. Right. I feel like I could do it with Almost Famous. I, yeah, I could do it. Two easy ones... Anchorman and, yeah. and Harold and Kumar. So I think they actually did do an Anchorman. That's a lot right? of people do can do Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar, uh, I can do really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have This Is The End coming up, but I was like, that's not a cult yeah, classic. Yeah, like, like, I don't feel like it is. It's a, good, it's a great movie, but it's too new yeah. to be cult classic. You gotta do an Anchorman. It's gotta be like more than 10 years old. Totally more than 10 years old. But what I think is really cool is that the theater was sold out. It was sold out to our entire demographic, oh, which yeah. was awesome. So like... Late 20s, early late 30s. Late 20s, early 30s, and that was it. And then it was like, we went out for dinner beforehand and we're just joking around. So I think overall, it was just like such a fun happy-go-lucky experience and i love that the city does stuff like this so um 
way back in the day, um, Melanie and Rocky and myself went to the Gilmore Girls Trivia Night at the Gladstone. But I really would want, like, if there was another show that they do Trivia Night for or another quote-along of a film that we've all seen, I would definitely do this again. Highly recommend it. Do they do it for Scrubs? Like a Scrubs? They have done a Scrubs um, Trivia Night. That one I think I'd be pretty good. It'd be interesting to see... Because I feel like I, I know a lot, and especially rewatching it yeah. now, where I, I know all the trivia. I'm like, oh, this episode, Doug really broke his leg. Yeah. So this episode, she made the back, backwards basketball shot. Totally. So I'd be interested if I could go toe-to-toe. I would wonder, because like I thought, like I cleaned up on the Gilmore Girls oh, yeah. trivia night, but this other guy who, it's always a one, dude? It's a dude who like kicked my ass. Well, there's a popular podcast called Gilmore Guys. There you go. He probably was like a friggin' chair of directors on yeah, that one. It's a smart idea. It's just guys watch episodes of Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. and talk about them because... Yeah. Oh, they're going to clean up in November then. Oh, yeah. When the show comes back. Yeah. God dang it. God damn. I know. Here we are just telling cool shit stories about yeah. real life and these guys have some gimmick. Fuck the Gilmore Guys. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying exactly. To, trying to start a podcast beef like a West Coast, <laughs> East Coast rap. <laughs> 1993 but yeah over other than that i thought it was like super fun yeah um came home just chilled saturday we just hung out and like chilled and caught up on shows which was amazing and then sunday as i mentioned earlier we had a surprise visit from ferris and cam yeah um last night which was awesome Mm -hmm. and so yeah i think that's all my catch-ups i think that's a great place to end it we're after that hour uh i think we gave everyone what their list what they wanted this week yeah we definitely have a lot of shit going on next week this week or we got, this week we got uh, our first baseball game tomorrow first baseball game which aaron sanchez i'm very excited pitches mm-hmm. for the blue jays but yeah because the yankees had a rain out their mm-hmm. best pitcher is pitching tomorrow oh no masahira tanaka Oh no! He's pitching, so it's gonna be a tough one. Hopefully, he's sick. Yeah, but I'm hope I'm happy that we get to go to our first Jays game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, you're jamming. Sure. I'll come meet you after. <laughs> Anyways, Thursday dinner with friends. Friday dinner with friends. Saturday, I think there's a party. Ah, let's just skip it. <laughs> yeah. So it's been an awesome week, and yeah. it will be an awesome week. Well, why don't we end this podcast then with the the band of the week? So, okay. so the band of the week, they're called Sunset Valley. They're my number one most listened to band or song back mm-hmm. in 2007. The song's called Misery Jet. It's only like two and a half minutes long. Yeah. So usually I would start playing the song now. But since it's two and a half minutes, I'm going to start it right when we end our talking so everyone can hear the full potential of this great song. Okay. But the album came out 2001. They only have one album, and this song's so good. The rest of the album's so-so. Mm-hmm. But I love this song, and I still... I haven't listened to it in a while, but I listened to it a bunch today, knowing that would be the band of the week. Awesome. So, Misery Jet by... Sunset Valley by... <laughs> one more time. Take it's two. Misery Jet by Sunset Valley. Okay. It's so all the way to get in contact with our asses, if you want to listen or eat them. Facebook.com slash live605. To see if I uh, write nice statuses about you this week. Oh, um, check me out on Instagram and Twitter. It's Val Gomez twenty three. Follow your boy on there. I'm Malin Camp, and I deserve forty like anyway posts. So like my shit. And what about iTunes? iTunes, drop us a comment on our iTunes page and subscribe to the channel because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Perfect. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. B. Easy. Are we eating pork chops? Yeah. Let's do it, kid.
John Mallon and Val Gomez.